Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices. We're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. We're here every week to ready to answer your questions about your health and how we can make responsible choices that can change your life. You can always text us any of your questions during this show at 512-219-0724. And we're really excited to have as a special guest today, Dr. Mary Care. Mary is Dr. Mary Care is a very successful integrative medicine physician practicing in Allen, Texas, and that's north of Dallas, Texas, for everybody that's uh, around the country that's listening in. And again, you can always call us at 877-956-9566. You have some great experts here to be able to answer any of your questions about your health, especially today. It's going to be about integrative medicine. As always, you can check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com for podcasts of our previous shows and also our special features for Christmas uh, as well on our on our website. And today, you know, as we have uh, Dr. Mary Care is going to talk to us about her practice and the field of integrated medicine using some very simple genetic testing and really understanding your DNA and how to personalize your health, and this is the reason why Dr. Care is so popular in Dallas, Texas, and has a very, very unfortunately, a very long waiting list, but has agreed to be on our show today to really discuss and be able to help people, because being an integrative medicine physician, you have to want to help people, because it's a very, it's a very long process to be be able to get postgraduate training, a very expensive process, and it also takes a lot of uh, patience uh, with everybody's trying to understand, peel back what what is causing many of the discomforts for many of these patients. Doctor, welcome to our show today. Hi, Ray. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Dr. Kerr, you know, I've enjoyed your website. As our listeners know, that you are board certified in the specialty of physical medicine and rehabilitation and also the founder of the Care Clinic out of in Allen, Texas, and specialize in integrative medicine practice. And evidently, your your patients really do love you because if you look at your your website, the the accolades that you have, I'll read a couple of them here. So thank you, Dr. Care, for your brilliant approach to health and wellness, and for the beautiful way you care. Because of you, I lost over 70 pounds, feel alive for the first time in two decades, and have new excitement for life. Here's to renewed energy and happiness. That's quite an accolade uh, for your patients. I'm sure there's many, many more where that comes from, right? Well, that's exactly why I practice this type of medicine. It's incredibly rewarding, and I, I do believe it's the right way to practice medicine, and it's the future of medicine. Um, but I didn't come about it from the beginning. You know, I had a traditional training in uh, medical school, Graduated from LSU New Orleans Medical School back in 1997, and I did mm-hmm. a five-year combined double residency at Charity Hospital. 
uh, in internal medicine and physical medicine and rehabilitation, finishing up at UT Southwestern here in Dallas. And uh, for about 10 years, I practiced physical medicine and rehabilitation, which mostly involved um, pain management, chronic pain management. And um, during this whole education process, I started to realize that what we had been taught in medical school was really how to manage symptoms. And the real reason why I had become a doctor was that I wanted to help people heal and achieve vitality and achieve their best life and um, move on from their health issues and learn from them and, and be even healthier. But that wasn't what I was experiencing. So, you know, day after day, it started to be really wear on me that I wasn't achieving what I felt was my true potential and my patients weren't fully achieving their true potential, although they were getting pain relief, um, that wasn't the big picture, what, what they needed. And so I started searching for other ways to help my patients. And along the way, I started having some of my own health problems, just probably from, you know, chronic stress and sleep deprivation and all, all the things that go along with sure. our medical training. And was having quite a bit of migraine headaches and couldn't find the right solution, didn't want to just keep taking pills. And so in my search to help myself, and then I had some other patients that I really uh, wanted to help, I stumbled across this field of integrative medicine. And uh, it's kind of funny, I, I found it through a surgeon. I was at the surgery center one day uh, practicing, you know, uh, procedures which relieve pain in, in the operating room. And I met another surgeon, and I just said, you know, what's going on with you? Why are you so happy when everybody else is so burnt out and, you know, it's such a struggle? And um, he told me about this new training that he was doing and that he was transitioning his surgical practice into an integrative medicine practice, and he told me about the training that he was doing, and I uh, immediately looked into it and started taking the classes and um, just realized it was almost immediately that, wow, this is exactly what I've been looking for, this is what my patients need, this is what I need, and this is the future of medicine, and it's also the solution to all of our healthcare problems, both economically and really as a country, you know, emotionally, we're needing to get healthy. We're not needing more drugs to cover up symptoms. We're needing to reclaim our health and not take a passive role, educate ourselves, take an active role, and so I completed a fellowship in integrated functional medicine. It's also called anti-aging medicine. And about five years ago, I transitioned my practice from uh, pain management into functional integrative medicine. And it's the best decision I ever made. And from that moment on, my my um, work-life balance has been better, and I've really been more invigorated with the path that I've chosen, and I really just get a, a, a lot of joy out of helping people reclaim their health. Well, Doctor, you know, it seems like you got in on the ground floor. I just came back from the Las Vegas International A4M show, and it is becoming more more mainstream. And this is not something of a of a different sect of, of medicine. This is really main, the new mainstream medicine. And it's, it's definitely the future of medicine and once you understand I guess the 
the, the root causes of many of these problems. You look at the pharmaceutical solutions and the suffering that people have and the, the tremendous amount of discomfort, it just doesn't seem to make any sense, does it? No, it really doesn't because what was happening in my practice was, you know, while we were relieving pain short term, bigger problems were down the road. So we were relieving pain with, you know, steroid injections, which gave the patient short term pain relief and was rewarding and they were able to get back to work. But if they didn't fix what was causing the inflammation and the breakdown to begin with, then they were going to have bigger problems down the line. So symptoms really are a blessing. And we should not be covering them up. We should be um, using them as a gauge to uh, monitor our overall health. So when you have whatever symptom you're having, whether it be pain or um, mental fatigue or brain fog or depression, that is actually uh, a good indicator that something is out of balance. And you can use that as a gauge for making healthy choices. And when those symptoms resolve, you know that you've come across what needs to be done uh, to exactly. your health. Exactly. And for our listeners, this is a great chance. You, you get uh, Dr. Care outside of her clinic today. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. You can also text us at 512-219-0724 for any of your questions uh, about this topic that we may be able to help you with. And also, Dr. Care, I know that you use DNA testing or simple genetic testing in your practice a lot. And some of our listeners may not make that connection. Could you educate our listeners why this you found this to be so important and rewarding? Yes, well, we really are on the cutting edge. You know, um, the Human Genome Project has not been completed for very many years. And um, for a long time, genetic testing was extremely expensive and cost prohibitive. But over the past few years, we've been able to gain inexpensive genetic information that actually makes a huge difference in our approach to each patient. It makes our, our approach more personalized, and we know that um, one-size-fits-all medicine is really the least cost-effective and the least... Um, you know, effective in general way to practice medicine. But when you can look at someone's genetics and make a more um, precise, personalized approach to that particular patient based on their DNA, you're, you have much higher likelihood of success and um, less risk with regard to side effects from whatever treatment. Um, and it's kind of like getting the missing link oftentimes. Uh, perhaps the patient has suffered from depression and anxiety their whole life, and they've been able to manage their symptoms um, more or less with various medications, but they've never been able to come off their medications, and they never knew what caused the problem to begin with. So in certain situations, you can do DNA testing, and you can figure out where the most likely cause of the problem is, and you can actually target that nutritionally and from a lifestyle Mm -hmm. standpoint. And through um, something called epigenetics, which is control of your genes through your lifestyle, you can actually manipulate the situation in your favor and relieve symptoms. Um, Sometimes it's a a simple nutrient that you're more likely to be missing. 
Um, sometimes it's removing a certain food type, such as gluten. Perhaps you have a genetic risk for being gluten sensitive. Um, there's lots of different things that we can learn from DNA testing. And a lot of times when I bring up DNA testing to my patients, they are a little bit reluctant to get the right. testing done because they say, oh, you know, this particular disease runs in my family, and if I'm going to get it, I don't want to know. I want to enjoy my life now, and when it happens, it happens. But what I tell because, them because is, Because they feel that it is just fateful. They, they can't change it. Just fate. Yeah, yeah, so let's say your, your dad had a heart attack at 54, right. and your grandfather had a heart attack at 48, and... You know, here you are in your late 40s, and you're waiting, you're just waiting for, for for it to happen. And what I tell my patients is, you do want to know what genetic risk factor you have because you can actually have a profound impact on whether or not those genes are expressed and how your body reacts to the expression of those genes. So genes have on and off switches, and through epigenetics. Um, Every choice that you make can affect whether those genes are expressed. So it is important to know what risk factors you have, and I find it most valuable um, in patients with with mental disorders or with um, you know brain fog or early cognitive decline. And I'll tell you what, Ray, I am seeing this every day. And people are coming in and they're saying. Um, you know, I have brain fog, I forget where I'm parking my car, I can't remember simple directions, I'm, I'm forgetting names, and I always have the best memory. And right. um, all, all of a sudden, right? It just hits All them. of a sudden, and you know, it's almost, I mean, it's almost shocking how prevalent it is right now. And, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I was practicing medicine, it wasn't the number one complaint like it is now. It's really interesting um how prevalent it is, and what I say to those patients who are suffering from this is, let's get some genetic testing and see if we can figure out what risk factors you have for dementia, because we're learning now through research that you can actually change the course of, um, of your life and prevent dementia through lifestyle changes. So if you do have a gene that's perhaps associated with a 90% risk of Alzheimer's, how do we make sure you're in the 10% that doesn't get it? And the science is very clear on the different ways that you can prevent it, but it's empowering and it's personal. And I'm, uh, I know the patients who do have these genetic mutations are much more motivated to uh, change their lifestyle and make the healthy choices when they know that their risk factors are high. And, and it's very empowering. You don't, you don't take a passive role in your health. You actually know that there's a risk and you're you're active and you're you're taking control of your own health and making sure that it doesn't happen to you because really the biggest uh fear of most people is to be um you know dependent or institutionalized or not or to lose their memories or to lose their cognitive ability i mean it's really our our most precious thing in life Exactly. And you know, thirty years before that you could perhaps have this issue, and you make changes thirty years in advance, or even ten years in advance, you can make sure that that this you don't become a statistic. That's that's what was my question was how many years in advance? I, I was we were we've seen it you know, about twenty years, 
that yep. if you at least you know about 20 years in advance, you can make those lifestyle changes, you can make those choices that are going to make a huge difference of how you live out your 70s or 80s. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a, a physician that I, I've worked with here for many years, over over eight years ago, did my genetic profile. And he was a very matter-of-fact person, looked at my genetic profile, and he said, Ray, make sure you don't gain any weight because you're a high risk for metabolic syndrome for all the following, from high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and also for dementia. And so that kind of stuck with me. And it's, it, it, you can, you say, you know, if you don't make those, if you make those lifestyle choices and you don't do these things, and guess what? All those things can be reversed, right? Yes, um, especially, you know, 20 or 30 years in advance. But even people who are suffering from dementia can make positive changes. We've now recently learned that neurogenesis is possible, meaning new neurons can be uh, can be formed in the adult brain. Uh, something as simple as exercise for 15 minutes has actually been shown to promote new neurons to grow in the memory portion of the brain. So there are things that can be done even if you already are suffering from some symptoms of dementia, but for anyone listening, if you're noticing that your mind is not as sharp as it once was, this is a blessing. This is a symptom, and it's a blessing that you're having these symptoms early on so that you can figure out why you're having them and make the necessary changes now so that you don't ever become dependent. Exactly. We've got pr- plenty of time and plenty of lines open for your questions, 877-956-9566, or you can text us at 512-219-0724. You're listening to Dr. Care out of... Allen, Texas, integrative medicine doctor that is specializes in epigenetics, personalized plan to healthcare, and also is is a very active in hormone replacement therapy, sexual libido, being able to help uh, in create uh, solve some of this dis- dysfunction. And actually, on the second half of our show, we're going to go into a little bit more detail of some case studies of some some patients that Dr. Care has been able to turn around. So we're open to any of your, your, your questions today on, on this topic. And Dr. Care, let me ask you one question. As you were going through and you're doing the, uh, these profiles, genetic profiles on patients, you see certain nutrients that they are deficient in, in the, or they are, it's required to be able to change or to squelch some of these uh, genetic markers. Have you seen, is do you believe that many people shouldn't be taking any of these supplements unless they really understand what their genetic makeup is? Absolutely. And we call that area of science nutrigenomics, which is nutrition guided by your genetics. And it makes perfect sense. If you have a genetic deficiency and something that receives a receptor for vitamin D, then you know that you're going to need to take vitamin D more than you know, someone who doesn't have this. So you can actually target your nutrition based on your genetics. And um, this is particularly valuable for people with um, things such as ADD and anxiety and depression because oftentimes these are symptoms of nutritional deficiencies. And oftentimes people are deficient because of 
a certain genetic abnormality. So it is very helpful to look at the genetics and decide you know, which nutrient is most important and to prioritize because we all know that we can't get the proper nutrients now from uh, a standard American diet. Our soil is depleted of minerals and um, our food contains less and less nutrients due right. to over-farming of the farmland and for various other reasons. And because of all the toxicities that we're exposed to, we're actually needing more nutrients to maintain a right. healthy balance and more well, antioxidants because of the toxins that we're exposed to. Dr. Dr. Kerr, we've got uh, Mark uh, on the call. Uh, Sean, let's put Mark on. Uh, welcome to Healthy Choices. Thank you. I've got a question for the doctor here. Go right I'm ahead. I'm 55 years old. She was talking about that uh, brain fog thing, you know, forgetting names. Uh, you know, not so much where I'm where I'm putting things and what have you, but it blows my mind. You know, I'd be talking to someone, and and, he, and, and then all of a sudden I, I can't remember their name. So I thought I'll give you a call and see what you can have to say about that. Well, that is a symptom that you should definitely be um, looking at. And at your age, some of the common reasons for um, these cognitive changes, of course, inflammation. So whenever right. a patient tells me that they're having these symptoms, um, I'm looking for sources of inflammation. And I usually start with the digestive tract, uh, with what they're eating and how much uh, probiotics they're getting and their digestive health because balancing their digestive system can sometimes clear a lot of brain fog. In fact, something as simple as, um, you know, constipation can actually cause brain fog because the toxins from the bacteria that are hanging around too long can actually cause inflammation of the blood-brain barrier and cause uh, difficulty with memory. So I always start with digestive health, but especially in your age group, um, I look at hormonal balance, and um, I, I especially look at testosterone and estrogen balance, and um, balancing hormones makes, that's probably one of the things that I do that makes the biggest impact on brain health. And I also use some supplements um, that have been researched and shown to help with um, even healthy brains perform at a higher level. But for people who have had cognitive decline, I've seen great results in my practice with certain nutrients such as phosphatidylserine and B vitamins and magnesium. And we actually have a supplement on our website that you can look at the ingredients on uh, called Brain Fog Buster. And it works surprisingly well to decrease inflammation and improve cognition and um, even in normal, healthy brains, so even people who are going through college and in finals, sometimes it's helpful with memory. In fact, I'm hearing a lot of my patients are sending it to their kids in college and, um, and having the kids are doing better in school because of it. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but I would start with digestive health, and then I would look at hormonal balancing. Okay. Mike, Mark, I hope that helps Go ahead. Yes, Go ahead, sir. Mark. I was going to say, as far as digestive problems, I've been on that Nexium for, oh, Lord, probably 25 oh, there, years. You there know? you go. And so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's interesting. Was... You know, my, I, I have a, I used to prescribe Nexium. That was something I was trying to do. 
as an internist, um, but now I never prescribe it because once you get on it, it's very difficult to get off of it. And Nexium causes um, difficulty in absorbing your minerals. So almost everyone on any kind of, um, you know, anti-acid medication or proton pump inhibitor is probably uh, nutrient-deprived, and especially with minerals. So you need the stomach acid to absorb your, your minerals and your nutrients from your food and from your supplements. So if you're on Nexium, um, you will have a di- you will have difficulty absorbing your nutrients, and you will need to focus more on on nutrients, um, nutrient replacement. But I have a lot of success getting my patients off of these medications by doing the opposite of what you would think, and that is increasing stomach acid. And uh, and Mark, we'll have to uh, leave it at that. Doctor Care, we're going to be coming back after the break. We'll talk more about your health. Unhealthy Choices XM.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices. As I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and clinical nutritionist. And we are going to finish up our conversation with Dr. Mary Kerr. She's an MD, integrative medicine physician out of Allen, Texas, that's talking about our epigenetics, uh, talking about our genes and how we can be able to influence them and be able to make lifestyle changes to be able to get good choices in our health to be able to have a healthy, happy life. And Dr. Kerr, uh, we were also in the first, the second half of our show, we talked about a lot of your patients. You focus a lot of your time on sexual libido and hormone replacement therapy, how that's is such a huge part. Even the last patient that we had, Mark, was talking about uh, his brain fog and the possibility that hormones came came into a play in that area. If you can help our listeners go into this area of your of your practice uh, for, you know, sexual libido and hormone balancing. Sure. So um, I actually gave a TEDx talk on libido, hormones, and health. And um, it's an area that I find um, fascinating and rewarding. And the reason why I use libido um, as a gauge of overall health is that when you have a good libido, you actually are probably more likely to be healthy and balanced hormonally and um, inflammation is probably low. And it's just a really good gauge of overall health. So um, in my practice, a lot of my patients come to me because they've lost their libido, and that is usually a sign that you're hormonally imbalanced, and they're often surprised to learn that they can regain that hormonal balance through bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, along with uh, nutritional changes and lifestyle changes. And that part of your life can be regained, and it can actually be a healthy part of your life, and it's linked to a lot of health benefits, um, sexuality is, and um, it can be an important part of your healthy life into your 80s and 90s. Well, you know, that's right, and it's it's something that, uh, so you're looking at it as a gauge for health, that everything, all your hormones are in balance, not specifically whether you're sexually active or not, but just as a barometer of how everything is working. Yeah, so even if I have someone who's single, I still want to know that they have a good libido. And libido is not just sex drive. It is life drive. So, um, you know, it correlates with sex drive, but also with your drive to take a trip or go see a friend or, you know, have an interesting conversation or excel at your career or be a great mom and be more, um, you know, more purposeful with your parenting. And right. uh, so it's really drive. For drive. Every, it's drive. And um, if you feel like you're, you know, blah, and just kind of getting through life, it's a good marker, it's a good symptom to listen to and to um, think about hormonal balancing because you can regain your drive, and um, that's one of the most important parts of my practice for, um, 
you know, regaining health is uh, rebalancing hormones. Our and lines are I, open. Our, our line, excuse me, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, and balancing hormones can occur at any age. Some of my patients are in their teens and have imbalanced hormones, and some of my patients are in their 80s and have uh, hormonal imbalances. So it's a, it, it can happen at any age, and it's very important for health and vitality. Our phone number is 877-956-9566 for any of your questions on this topic or other topics. And our phone, our text us at any time if you're driving, because a lot of our listeners are driving at 512-219-0724. And, Doctor, on that same note, there was an article in Daily Mail that talked to U.S. researchers have there was an interesting article talking about does taking the pill damage your sex drive? Re- researcher tested three different types of comp- contraceptives on 450 patients and found some sort that, that the findings that is no longer true that taking the pill does, da- does damage your sex drive. Your, your comment on, on the use of the pill for sex drive. So, you know, it has been shown in studies that um, libido decreases with birth control pills. Um, and certainly in my practice, most of my patients who are on birth control pills are, are not, um, their libidos are not as strong in general um, as patients who are hormonally balanced um, through bioidentical hormones or not on the pill. It doesn't mean that you can't have a good libido on the pill, but it's just... Um, less likely to be optimal. And what we're looking for is an optimization of your libido and your overall health. So I'm not a huge fan of birth control pills um, because there is something called synthetic progesterone in most of them. And that has been shown in many studies um, to be linked to an increased risk for breast cancer. So if I can avoid synthetic hormones, um, I do try to. Um, there are studies that show that bioidentical hormones can actually decrease your risk of breast cancer. So there's a big difference between synthetic and bioidentical hormones. And bioidentical meaning whether or not, whether you make them yourself in your body or whether they're given to you um, in a cream or a pellet or um, you know, through a capsule in some cases. But um, so I, I prefer bioidentical hormone replacement over synthetic hormone replacement, and I try to avoid birth control pills. They are also linked to digestive issues and cognitive issues, and um, so it's something that I do try and, and get my patients off of if there's if there's any way to get them off of them. And also, as a practice clinical pharmacist, we also tell our patients anybody who's on birth control pills, the significant reductions in B vitamins, B6 and B12 causes, in many cases, a mild depression in those patients as well. So accommodate, that's another risk factor for people Absolutely. that are on long-term birth control pills. You know, it's something that's just is not really understood. And this, is, when you have a integrative medicine physician like yourself, they can understand, be able to ask those questions and say, ask the question, why? as opposed to just deal with it or that's just uh, uh, you're getting older or that's just something that you're just going to have to live with, correct? 
Correct. And a lot of people are on birth control pills because they've had a symptom such as heavy, painful bleeding or um, they've had terrible PMS or they've had um, ovarian cysts. Or, and a lot of people are on birth control pills for a medical reason, but what they don't understand oftentimes is that some of these medical reasons uh, could be solved through something as simple as uh, nutrition or stress reduction or um, oftentimes it's digestive related. There's uh, an imbalance in the ability to digest estrogen and they're caused by estrogen buildup and that's called estrogen dominance. And so it's, it's possible to get control over these symptoms without birth control pills by figuring out what the root cause of these symptoms are. And um, just because you're taking birth control pills does not mean that that root cause has gone away. Um, It's just, um, you know, something that's covering up those symptoms. Yeah, it seems to be a very easy solution for a a lot of of symptoms, a lot of discomforts or disease states that... uh, they don't realize this the long-term effects of it so we're happy to hear that there practitioners like yourself to that are willing to dig in and be play that medical detective as opposed to just putting somebody on birth control pills for 20 years and this is what we see often and it's just kind of scary you, you know uh, and and again if uh I wanted to make sure we get your uh, website information. We got a couple of texts from our listeners that wanted to get your, uh, find out more about you and your website. Could you give us our, your cont- your website before we forget? Sure. My website is marycaremd.com, and my last name is pronounced care, but it's spelled C-A-I-R-E, and so it's M-A-R-Y-C-A-I-R-E-M-D dot com. And I'm also on Facebook at Mary Care MD. And I tweet on an almost daily basis um, important information about epigenetics and health at Mary Care MD as well. That's great news for, for our listeners. You know, we you talk about stress and you know... We have Christmas holiday coming up, and this is going to be an exceptionally long Christmas holiday because it's on Sunday, and yes, we only have a week left, and many people are starting their Christmas holiday on Friday, not finishing it to Tuesday. So there's going to be mm-hmm. lots of time that people are going to be interacting and traveling, and so it's going to be, it's it can be a little bit troublesome for some people that are already stressed out. And we always tell our listeners some survival tips uh, for uh-huh. for dealing with the holidays uh, coming up. And I know that you do uh, have some, maybe you have some tips with some foods that you think that, you know, is maybe a holiday treats that are probably healthy that our listeners could uh, maybe make a suggestion. What do you think? Do you have some that you like? Well, sure. I think... Um... You know, it's hard to tell people during the holidays to not partake in, in the food and the, and the tradition that goes along with it. So I think it's at this time of year sometimes damage control 
And um, <laughs> right. I think some things that people can do during the holidays, um, you can minimize the effects of high blood sugar through something as simple as magnesium. So you can start taking magnesium over the counter. A magnesium glycinate form is the best form that I know of. And um, so that's very good for for lowering blood sugar if you're going to be eating things that have a high glycemic index. But also, this time of year, it's very important to maintain adequate vitamin D. And it's almost impossible to get enough vitamin D when the days are shorter and we're indoors because of the cold. So I encourage everyone to uh, take a vitamin D supplement. And really, it's best to get your vitamin D level checked. I am surprised at how many of my patients are profoundly deficient in vitamin D. And the simple act of adding it back into your, in, in the form of a supplement has uh, a good impact on your, on your weight and your sugar control. And it also helps with aches and pains and brain fog. So it's an important nutrient um, on so many different levels. B vitamins, especially in the methylated form, are excellent for stress, actually. And right. they're excellent for anxiety. So um, a B complex, such as activated Bs, which are pre-methylated, um, is a highly absorbable form of B vitamins, and um, it's a great way to combat stress. One other thing is um, melatonin at bedtime, especially with travel and um, sometimes alcohol disrupts sleep. So, um, and of course, limiting alcohol is, is helpful, but melatonin three milligrams at bedtime can be very helpful in making sure that you get a good night's sleep and um, reduce some of the, the holiday stress. And then as far as the, the food goes, what I'm telling most of my patients to do uh, I don't want them to, you know, this one day of the year or two days of the year to deprive themselves of their traditional foods. But what I do suggest is fasting, uh, intermittent fasting afterwards or before. So uh, there's a lot of research on the science of the benefits of intermittent fasting. So usually I recommend a 502 plan, which is 500 calories two days a week. Um and that is to undo some of the damage from, um, you know, some of the festivities and the, and the um, increase in calories. So that has a lot of science behind it, and it's good for, you know, weight loss and insulin resistance, and um, it improves cognition. It has anti-aging benefits. It improves growth hormone. So there's just countless benefits to intermittent fasting, and there's several different ways that you can go about it. And there are some explanations of the different ways on my website um, under the learn section of my website uh, that discuss the science behind intermittent fasting. Right. But it's a great way um, to work off some of the, some of the damage. And um, there are some great supplements that are good for appetite suppression. So while well, you are fasting, it's more comfortable. Doctor, you know, when we, a lot of people, when we say the word fasting, they get, the little hairs on the back of their head, but actually, there are some these studies that are talking about 18 hours without food as fasting, which is stopping eating at six o'clock and not eating anything to noon. So that's you know having a dinner and not eating anything to noon could qualify for fasting, correct? 
Yeah, so there's there's different ways to fast. You can fast um, every day. You know, we've always been told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but actually what we're learning through the science is that skipping breakfast once you're grown, now you know, it may be important while you're growing, right. but more important, but once you're grown, um, skipping breakfast actually allows your growth hormone to increase. It actually increases testosterone as well. And um, it decreases insulin resistance, and it's one of the few ways that we have found that scientifically have been proven to increase lifespan, and not just years to your life, but also life to your years. You have less disease with intermittent fasting. So it's actually um, very well studied, and it's a great way to um, prevent chronic disease. So the skipping breakfast. So, for example, stopping eating around 7 p.m. and then not eating again until noon right. is one way that's been studied. Uh, the other way is the 502 plan, which is what I personally practice. And then uh, another way that's been studied is one day a week, um, you know, just water and maybe um, some lemon juice. Or, and, and that's a, a more difficult fast, obviously. But in that particular fast, you actually make something for energy, your body makes something called ketones, Mm -hmm. actually become ketotic, and that has been shown to have good brain protection. So um, it's good for brain preservation and brain healing, and so it's it's another good way. The problem is that, you know, for some people it's unpleasant, so, and it does take some adjusting um, so for my patients who are just starting out, I'll tell them to fast from 7 p.m. till maybe 8 or 9 a.m. And then as they get more comfortable with that, increase it to 12 p.m. slowly. Right. And then, well, do- doctor, patients- we've got to, to interrupt you, but we've got uh, Sharon uh, on the line from Florida. Sharon, welcome to Healthy Choices. Hi. Welcome to Healthy uh, Choices. How can we help you today? I have a question on the B6 vitamin. I kind of got in on uh, the end of your conversation. Is that also uh, good for warding off mosquitoes, any type of insect? Good question. Uh, gosh, I have. Um, I am not familiar with that, but um, oh. B6 yeah, B6 has a great deal of health benefits. Um, it's something that I use for patients who have peripheral neuropathy, and it's very good for anxiety and depression, and um, it improves metabolism. So B6 is a great vitamin. I wasn't aware that it warded off mosquitoes, and I know in Florida that's a big concern. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the B B vitamins, B1 and and B6, B1 we see most of the time for mosquitoes, but uh, that's usually the one more prominent, but... uh, uh, I, I think a the B6 is probably has so many benefits for you. Probably couldn't hurt as well. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. You know, what, one thing that's great about our our show, uh, Doctor, we get listeners from all over the country, and they're they're. I, I think that your website's going to be inundated with the questions and be able to uh, find out more information about all the uh, nutrients you just mentioned. I'll just review it for our listeners. You mentioned uh, melatonin 3 milligrams uh, for helping for surviving for uh, some of the the different sleep patterns everybody's going to have in the next couple of days. Uh, Magnesium for blood sugar levels. 
vitamin D3 because with the cold season and many times people are going to be inside as opposed to being outside and they probably are low on vitamin D3 anyway. So those are some some important tips uh, for for our listeners and also for fasting and all is is a way to uh, as an antidote for some of the indulging that we may encounter. But we you know we want everybody to have fun and to enjoy this special holiday season. But there's just you know you can make some tweaks right to your schedule, right? Sure, and the fasting doesn't have to be painful, and I think once people start doing it, they'll realize that they feel so much better, and they make healthier choices the rest of the week, and it it really is a a nice way to maintain health and weight and vitality and um, optimize mental function, and it can be made even easier with, there are certain supplements that can curb your appetite, supplements that have Something called 5-HTP in it can be very effective. There's a supplement called Crave Control that I use quite frequently in my patients to maintain their weight, um, and they take it twice a day for appetite suppression on their fasting days. So there are many things you can do to make the fasting um, go by more quickly and, and less um, uncomfortable. You know, the- and our, our phone number for our, our listeners is 877-956-9566. We've got a, a few minutes left with, with Dr. Care out of Allen, Texas. You can also text us at 512-219-0724. Doctor, also uh, on the the food area, because we got a lot of we got a couple of texts asking about uh, Cheerios. James from New York is asking. Can he have Cheerios every morning for breakfast? Your thoughts, doctor? Um, So I think you can make healthier choices. Um, I'm not a big fan of cereal because of the glycemic index. And the reason why is um, anything with a high glycemic index causes you to produce insulin. And once you eat something that makes you produce more insulin, it triggers your growth hormone to decline. So in the morning... Your growth hormone is your anti-aging hormone. It's your hormone for building muscle and having energy. It's highest in the morning, and the moment you eat something with a high glycemic index, it plummets. They're inversely related. So I try and recommend that my patients either, if they have a weight problem, consider skipping breakfast or um, keeping it to a low glycemic index. Um, So... I'm not a fan of Cheerios, sorry. And the other reason why I'm not crazy about Cheerios is um, most of the cereal, and I'm not sure if Cheerios has um, folate in it. It's uh, fortified with folate, and certain patients, depending on their genetics, can benefit from folate, but there are many patients who are actually uh, could choose a better form of folate um, in the form of L-methylfolate. Actually, excuse me, it's um, folic acid that they usually supplement these That's cereals right. with. Yeah, I believe it is. It is uh, folic acid. Yeah, folic which... acid. And folic acid is difficult for some people to utilize and metabolize, and it can actually be counterproductive. So I prefer um, things that don't have added folic acid and instead making sure that you're getting enough folate from green leafy vegetables or L-methylfolate, depending on your genetics, um, is a form of folate that certain people benefit from, from a health standpoint. So that's my take on cereal. Okay. 
Um, well, doctor, we, we're about out of time, and we really appreciate your being on our show today. And I, I want to, if you give out your website and your contact information one more time for, for our listeners. Sure. There's a lot of information on my website. Um, it's marycare, C-A-I-R-E-M-D.com. Under the Learn section, there's a lot of information on the science behind many of the things that we discussed today, including genetic testing, epigenetics, and supplementation for health and vitality, as well as information on libido. And um, my TEDx talk is also on my website and on Facebook at MaryCareMD and Twitter at MaryCareMD. I'm always putting up helpful information um, that can help people achieve vitality. Well, great. Thanks. We're going to have another show next week on Christmas Eve. Welcome to Healthy Choices XM next week when Dr. Gaz Agoli is going to give us a special edition. Thank you very much.